Welcome back. Last week we covered arrest, part of that seizure part of the Fourth Amendment. And this week it's time to dig into the more controversial search part. And I say controversial because there are many more exceptions to the rules when it comes to how this part is done and what can be used in court. As they say, rules are meant to be broken, right? And never is that a more true statement than when talking about searches. While the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures and talks a lot about getting a warrant with that probable cause level of knowledge. Cue the key words that hopefully you're starting to remember at this point. And this warrant should particularly describe things like the place to be searched and items that are being searched for, etc. Especially because a search is intrusive. A search is quite literally defined as law enforcement going through your stuff, or a more proper term, property, looking for specific items related to a crime that they have a reason to believe has been committed. However, in most instances, warrants aren't necessarily even a part of the equation, as there are many exceptions to the warrant requirement. So we'll cover the main five or six if you want to include stop and frisk. So first up is a search incident to arrest, and we're going to talk about this one because it happens a lot. This is when police have lawfully decided to arrest someone so that they've determined that they have probable cause, they've determined that they're arresting this person, and then they are also granted the legal power to search the person and the surrounding area of the person that's also within reach too. So thanks, Chimel versus California. Along with the legal authority to search the vehicle too. So assuming it stems from something like a vehicle stop. So thanks, Arizona. And why do police not have to get a warrant, you ask? Well, go back to officer safety. That's the rationale of why we can search someone or the area around them or the vehicle at the time of arrest. Got to make sure there aren't any weapons or things that can hurt the officer. And this leads us perfectly into another one of these kind of exceptions, which is with stop and frisk. Remember this concept from a few weeks ago? And remember, based upon the Terry versus Ohio ruling, police can stop and then pat down a suspect so long as they have reasonable suspicion of a criminal act. So remember, an officer cannot search at this point. So a search is still more intrusive than that pat down. But the pat down is legal and no warrant is needed in order to do it. Now let's dig into some of the other search warrant exceptions. Let's start with addressing consent. Consent searches are arguably the most common type of exception. While people are actually completely free to say no when a police officer asks if they can search, most people actually say yes, even when they have bad things to hide. Why? It seems completely irrational, right? And maybe it is, but most either simply don't know that they are allowed to say no. I mean, real talk, did you know this? or they're trying to seem compliant to the police, so kind of bending over backward to appease authority. Or sometimes it's kind of a combo effect. Most have likely been told to obey authority, right? So they're just doing what they've been taught. Little did they know that sometimes law enforcement doesn't have their best interests at heart though. So police frequently ask for consent as a workaround of getting a warrant. Many times it's because they don't necessarily have probable cause to get a warrant, but they don't need the warrant if you say yes, because you don't know your rights. Other times, even if they have probable cause, they may still also ask for consent to cover all their bases. Because let's say in court, the probable cause gets questioned. If they got consent for the search anyway, it's a moot point. So can you say no to the police when they ask to search you or your belongings or property? You betcha. And also saying no can't lead to probable cause, FYI. 
All right, next up is plain view. A warrant is not needed when the evidence is in plain view, assuming the police are legitimately or legally in the location from which they can see the evidence. So if police come up to a vehicle for a stop and see a few kilos of cocaine in the back seat, it's fair game. If police are called to a house for child abuse and then see heroin in the home, fair game. Shoot, if police are walking by your house and you have your windows open and they see your arsenal of illegal guns sitting right there. No reasonable expectation of privacy if you were the one to open your shades of the window, by the way. It can also be fair game. It's all about police legally being in the space that they're in. And then if they can view the criminal conduct or items, it gives them the probable cause and all of it's fair game, regardless of getting a warrant at that point. And then within this one, there's also plain smell, which is mostly used for drugs in case that isn't clear. But considering marijuana legalization, this one's become a lot less useful in today's day and age. But just know that plain smell can also qualify as an exception. And then next, we'll talk about vehicles. Um, I know we've talked a little bit about them already, but vehicles themselves also have their own warrant exception. And it's one of the earliest ones. It's from 1925 in Carroll versus U.S. Um, and it's called the automobile exceptions, but it really applies to anything that can move. So things like boats and planes, et cetera, can also apply here. And the idea with this one is that things that can move, well, they can move. So we don't have time to go run to a judge and get a warrant before it could leave. So an exception was built in to not require a warrant to search a vehicle if police have probable cause to believe the vehicle contains evidence of or from the crime. And then kind of last up is exigent circumstances. And exigent circumstances when there's an emergency or when police are in hot pursuit of someone. The rationale for this one is much like the one for automobiles. Um, police have reason to believe that the evidence could be destroyed or removed, so we let them get it now before a warrant. As again, it would be silly for police to chase down a suspect, see evidence and go, oh shucks, don't have a warrant, looks like I need to leave and go find a judge to sign a warrant and then I'll come back. Please stay here, kind criminal sir. Because, well, while most research shows that criminals do not necessarily make true rational decisions, I can't think of very many that are going to stick around waiting. So, there you have it. Um, those are the six current exceptions to the warrant requirement. And realistically, it seems like more may be coming down the pipe as we start to grapple with how the Fourth Amendment search procedures will apply in this digital technological world we now live in. So stay tuned for some interesting case law to start building this in the coming years. And to end, does the Fourth Amendment say that police are supposed to have warrants to search? You betcha. But do all of these exceptions that we just went over clearly show that this is not the case? Also, the answer is you betcha. Is the Fourth Amendment all that useful or is it Swiss cheese, so to speak, at this point? And I'll leave that determination up to you. All right, until next week.